Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Are you looking for something new in 2018? Have you always wanted to develop your intuition? Connect to your spirit, connect to your spirit guides, and to work with other people, like-minded people. Well, I have an intuitive group course happening right now. It is starting January 31st. We are meeting four weeks online in the comfort of your home, and it will be live video calls, Zoom calls, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. They're also recorded. There'll be a secret Facebook group. And in that Facebook group, you'll have accountability. You'll have your account partners. You'll also learn from each other as we learn Oracle cards, Oracle cards for ourselves, spirit messages, and for others. So you will doing readings in the secret Facebook group. Also MP3s, worksheets, and meditations. I hope you'll join me. We begin January 31st. And if you look at the show notes in the app that you're listening to this podcast, you'll find the link. This is who I am because somebody else told me I'm this person. I'm fibromyalgia. I'm autoimmune disease. I am back pain. And so we start to define ourselves based on either what we're told as a child, the fabric of our upbringing. I'm religious. I read the Bible. Instead of defining ourselves based on what our higher self is telling us who we are. I am so excited to bring you my conversation with Dr. Pam Denton. Pam and I could have spoke for hours, and we narrowed it down to speaking about her most latest book, and her most latest book is The Other Side, Messages from Spirit for Women, but we also really dug deep about stuck and sabotage. We spoke about how we get stuck and how we sabotage ourselves in the cycles and how we come out of that. Pam Denton has over 20 collective years of clinical experience as a leadership coach, energy medicine specialist, spiritual guide, and intuitive medium. Her and I had a fantastic conversation. We spoke about how we find our spirit, we connect with that, and there are times that we feel stuck and we get sabotaged. How do we move through the fire? You'll hear us talking a bit about that. How it's important to have a coach to hold your hand to give you the space that you need to support you and to be with you. And we could have went on and on. She believes that we must fast forward through stuck and sabotage to get purpose. And with her work and her writing, her insight into human consciousness is an upgrade for immediate life change. I hope you enjoy our conversation with Dr. Pam Denton. Hey, Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tina. I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad you are here. I know it took quite a while with our change of schedules, but here we are together and I couldn't be happier. It's going to be fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, I can't wait. So I would love to let the listeners in on a bit of who you are and going back to your background as a little girl, I'd like to always bring them back to your upbringing. So spiritually, religious, and then kind of bringing you up to where you are today. Yeah, I'm smiling as you ask me this question because it's it just brings a smile to my face because I think that for me it's an, a very challenging journey. I was raised Baptist uh, in upstate New York, so we had a very foundational Christian 
upbringing. And so in the beginning of my spirituality, I turned to the Bible a lot for insight and guidance into what was happening in my life. And so I began as a very young child to navigate the spiritual world using Christianity, which was my only model. And what was interesting about that is that I was channeling higher spiritual information and I didn't find that the Bible was really, for me, fulfilling me. So I started to seek uh, information from the universe, so to speak, through nature, through exercise, through other pathways, because I just wasn't finding what I wanted in religion. And I had a very keen sense of intuition and spirituality. I saw things, I heard voices, I was guided by what I called God at that time, and now I call spirit. And so I was trying to put the pieces together as a child, and the pieces weren't really fitting And I've had to fit the pieces together now into adulthood. And now I'm a leader of spirituality and intuition. I love that. Now, going back to that time, was there a pushback from your family or your your peers or your friends or parents? There was not any information. I think going back into the 70s and 80s, which is when I was a young child and teenager, we didn't have the age of technology. We couldn't go to the internet or Google what is spirit medicine. So it was just kind of a blank slate. And I never even thought I was a good Christian girl. So I didn't think to ask my mom what was happening. I do remember a couple times, and this is in my latest book, my mom would come into my room at night and I would be seated, sitting straight up in bed and channeling, probably meditating in my sleep, and she would just tell me to go back to sleep. So I was always crossing over into the other world and kind of experiencing medium moments, channeling moments, but my mom and I really didn't talk about it at all. And my dad was a distant figure. He was on the road a lot traveling. So he would come to church with us and he was part of the picture, but I didn't ask him any questions either about what was happening in my life. I just kind of dealt with it. And it became a darkness for me. It became depression because I didn't have any answers and nobody was really talking a bit about it around me. So I was scared of my intuition. It was, I felt different. I felt odd and I felt out of, out of place. And then as you entered more of your like tween or teen years, how did it, because those are the years I think that are so challenging because you want a majority of us want to be like other people or feel accepted. What happened around that time? That's exactly what happened. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in. I think I was always seen as different. And of course, this is my perception. I would get on the bus and start talking about health to my friends. Like, have you had your roughage today? (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. They call me the poopologist now, but... um, I was always like in the science of what was happening in my body. So I was different, period. And I wanted to fit in. And I couldn't seem to find the mechanism. So I turned to partying and just became became the life of the party party girl. And that helped me for a while, just kind of numb and dumb the feelings that were going on inside of me. But I hit the wall. I hit the wall of self-hatred, of judgment, 
of eating disorder, of depression. And so by college teenage years, I had to face the demons. Like I had to open up my spirituality again, or I was going to jump off the cliff. So I was called by spirit through that process through exercise and fitness, I kept on hearing this voice that was like, go out and connect, run 10 miles. And in running and exercising, that was the only time I felt safe to connect with that higher voice and that higher wisdom. And then the minute I was done with my run or swim or hike, I would just close the door on my intuition and not open it. And it wasn't until I think senior year in college that I ended up in a support group and I just decided to change my life, that I had to be different and that I had to walk this path and I had to find out what the heck was going on inside of me. It's so interesting because you started out talking about as a young girl, you were connected to nature and then how then you feel so disconnected as we move into the teen years, right? The party girl and numb it out. And then you went back to that. So you, nature kind of called you forth or brought your spirit in or around you, it feels like, and called you. It's almost like a spiritual calling from what you already knew that felt so good and so right as a child. Yeah, it did. It always spoke to me, the woods, the trees, the animals. To this day, hawks will fly down on a tree or I'll get faced off by a huge 10-point buck in the woods and eye gaze with it. Like Nature is constantly talking to me. And it's a place that I found comfort and safety. And for for a while after college, I escaped to the woods. I, I think it was three years in the woods. I lived not off the grid, but very tucked away and just kind of communed with nature to rehab myself. I couldn't seem to kick the drinking thing for a while, but eventually I was able to get the party girl shaken out of my lifestyle and return to spirit fully. And it was actually yoga that brought me that peace. You know, we hear that a lot of times. We hear there's certain things that we get pulled through. And as a yoga teacher, I see that a lot. People will come to yoga and they'll have these huge transformations. They'll be coming out of a recovery or just finding themselves or a very difficult breakup. And, you know, yoga is one of the practices that can really pull you through and help support you and hold the space for you. And, and I know that to be true on so many levels. I've had not a nature experience so forth, but I've had experiences throughout my life where a spirit really called to me and pulled me through and I grabbed on with everything I got. So I can relate to that. Yeah. It's, it doesn't really matter through the story. What I'm watching us weave for the listener is that it doesn't matter what you're doing, which form of it, whether it's running outside or walking in the woods, hiking, sitting under a tree, meditating on your yoga mat, all of those pieces can be a spiritual moment as long as you call upon your your spirit to guide you. And the one piece of the story that is kind of missing is that spirit was calling to me and I listened. Like Even though I was party girl, I still had these moments where I would hear what I call the inner gong 
voice, this voice would come resonating through me and say, go do this, go be a ski instructor, go lead fitness classes, become a yoga instructor. So I was being guided on my path. And even though my life was really kind of messed up at times, messy, really messy, I was able to listen enough to take action. So the small steps that people are taking out there are really huge steps because they add up over time to create amazing results. I completely agree. And I just love that. I love that inner gong. I think that's, I I love that term. That is a perfect term. Yeah. Like resonates your soul. You're like, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I could, I can feel the vibration as you say it. I love that. So we talked a little bit offline about stuck in sabotage and with the work that you do. And I know, and please tell the listeners about your new book as an author. And I know you've written other books as well. Let's talk a little bit about that stuck in sabotage. I think what happens to us is that we're given a formula early in life. So I love how we've opened up this talk. We're given a formula early in life. And for a lot of us, we eat it and we digest it and we make it our life and our fabric and we refuse to leave that place. So eventually the inner gong told me to go to chiropractic school because that was one of the biggest things that changed my life, cleaning out my nervous system, not getting my back adjusted, but literally upgrading my nervous system through very non-traditional forms of chiropractic. So in going down this path of chiropractic, I started to work with people who were seriously stuck in sickness, in pain, in disease, in that box of this is who I am because somebody else told me I'm this person. I'm fibromyalgia. I'm autoimmune disease. I am back pain. And so we start to define ourselves based on either what we're told as a child, the fabric of our upbringing. I'm religious. I read the Bible. Instead of defining ourselves based on what our higher self is telling us who we are. So we lose our purpose and get stuck. Now, the sabotage part, which I found throughout my practice of leading others and through my own healing, The sabotage part is when those old patterns kick back so hard at us and say, no, don't leave me, that we stay stuck. So we may hear the higher voice like, go running, go take this yoga class. But there's another voice inside of us, the rebel voice, I call it in my book, that kicks us in the butt back into our old patterns. It's like fear. And it limits us from taking steps outside of sabotage and stuck and and there we we cycle in our pain and our hardship and our struggle. And those patterns are are hard on us, and hard those, on our bodies. Absolutely. And they're hard on, and all of us have them, right? I mean, yeah. and it's not like anyone's immune to it. And if you're a spiritual teacher or whatever you choose in your life, it's not like, oh, I'm immune to this. I'm immune to getting stuck and sabotaged, right? Because we have the patterns, we have the cycles. And I can, you know, I can name a bunch of my cycles and patterns, right? So, you know, there's so many times that I do listen to spirit, but then again, there's the rebel. And I love that as well, because the rebel will say, don't do this or don't do that. Or why are you doing that? You know, it's, it almost reminds me a little bit to say like the, I hate to say this, but like the devil and the angel on the shoulder, right? Like those comedy yeah. where it's like, do this, don't do that, do this. I mean, it's not to that degree, but it's, you know what I mean? I have like a visual of that. Yeah, it really is. That's a polarity. The two parts 
kind of against each other. And until we can get them to talk and dialogue, those two parts of self, like I was raised this way and I want this, when those two parts of ourself can actually have a dialogue and a conversation, we can move beyond the stuck. So that devil and the angel on the shoulder is, is right on. And we all have it. You're right. It's, it's there for all of us. Exactly. And so let's kind of pull this story through for the listeners. So somebody is feeling in the flow and they, when they're feeling in the flu, flow, I would say they're listening to their intuition and they're listening to the things that come to them and their thoughts and their, you know, all the different ways that intuition comes in. And so when they're in flow, body feels good. Spirit feels good. Mind feels good. We have all of that. So you're out of flow and as we're calling it stuck, or we have the, the rebel voice, how do we get ourselves back? I find there, there are a lot of different ways. And the most powerful way in the work that I do is allowing yourself the space to identify what's holding you back, describe the negative in your life. So in the empowerment work that I teach, taking your power back is empowerment. So taking your power back from the negativity, from the stuck energy. So identifying the stuck, identifying the negative in your life, identifying the limiting belief, whatever it is, identifying the problem in a very descriptive way that gives it a personality, allows you the space to have self-awareness of it. So I think so many times we, we dance around the rebel or we dance around the devil on our shoulder and, and we want to avoid it. We don't want to look at it. So, um, because it's painful and that's, I understand that, but the best thing we can do is to describe it, to actually identify it and say, Hey, you, I see you. And there may be parts of you that are important for me, but I also have to look to the other side, which is the name of my book, to the other side of this, where I can make progress in my life, where there's more potential and possibility and more flow. So by identifying that polarity, starting with the negativity, that's how we can get unstuck. We have to allow ourselves the time and the space to really look at that negative place. You know, that's so true because so many of us, we kind of dance around, we dance around the fire. I'm a very visual person. So I almost feel like there's this ring of fire and, oh, do we want to hop in? You know, we're afraid to get burned, but yeah. we to really, as we go through the flames and we go through the fire, you know, and I know I'm using it as a metaphor, but honestly, we, to see it and to look at it and to not avoid it. And so many of us avoid, we kind of maybe know the stuff, but we avoid it and we keep avoiding it and we can avoid the ring of fire for as long as we can. And then there's that constant cycle that continues and continues. So I love the fact of just being aware of it and, and hitting it straight on. You know, it's interesting as a, as a visual person, you're saying that, and I had all of a sudden what popped in my head. And, um, I know you work so much with nature and spirit animals as well. As soon as you said that, like head on and like, see it, I saw that five pointed, you just talked about when you were saying, you know, you're in nature and you see the five pointed buck. And I was like, block locked eyes with it thinking like that's that's the kind of feeling like that's happened to me once my entire life and it's so powerful but like locking eyes and saying okay I'm ready for this I I know what this is and I'm going to tackle it you know yeah it's like taking on a crown posture in yoga you have to work your way to that posture we don't just pop into those postures and it's done you work your way through it 
to get to that place of completion with it. So it's the same with inner work to get through your stuck, the parts that are holding you back, the parts that are really negative, the yucky relationship, the pain in your body, the sickness, the lack of financial flow, whatever it may be, you walk through that fire and get to the other side. And that's where the trust in awakening comes through. I think people don't trust awakening because they don't walk all the way through the process to the awake side, which is where that aha moment is of, oh my gosh, my life is great. That feeling of euphoria and happiness is on the other side of the fire. So one other thing with this is that having a coach on the other side calling you through the fire is really important in this process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's where I was going to go with this because we, it's very difficult and I would almost say impossible to do it alone. Um, you, to be supported and to have somebody there to hold your hand, support you, hold your, hold the space and to be supportive around you. So tell us a little bit about that, how to, how to have the space and have a coach and have that to help you through the transformation. I think number one, it's so important to find someone that you absolutely resonate with. You may not like what they say to you because remember, you're walking through the fire of stuck and it is uncomfortable. And in my book, I talk about the comfort zone and getting uncomfortable, moving outside the comfort zone, which is your stuck. We get comfortable with our stuck, our nervous system adapts to it. So you may not necessarily like what your coach or healer or community is reflecting back to you, but they love you and they support you and you feel that. So you have to identify a couple things here when you're moving into coaching or moving into healing. And it is one is, does this person have my back? Do they really, really, really want me to walk through the fire? Now I can tell you 100% that I really, really want you to walk through the fire. So, (laughs) and then, and I have walked many people through the fire, but that doesn't mean again, that you're going to like what I say and, and how I guide you because it could be uncomfortable. And the other thing is that you develop a sense of trust with with your healer and coach. And that may take time. It's just a a rapport building moment where you're building a trusting relationship. I absolutely agree. And then on another note, as you're speaking, because I work a lot as well in this area, is the fact that the people that come to, I'm just using the come to you and trust you, there's also that period of they need to do the work because the work is so difficult and challenging. And as you hold their hands and you're there, and again, may not always telling them what they want to hear, but really guiding them and being with them. And you know, so you, you can't have it more than what they want as a coach. You want them to go through this and you're there with them, but there is a responsibility on the other end. It's almost like a dance. And if the dance isn't happening together, it can only be happening one way. So as you, cause I can see you wanting and lovingly helping or transforming, but the other side is for us to move out of our stuckness, it has to be a willingness to kind of allow ourselves to do the work because I'm sure you and I can talk about the other end of people that want it so badly, but then they don't do anything. So there's yeah. that, you know, there is. And I love that question, Tina, because the, or that question, that thought, which brought up a, a probably a question in my mind is how can we get people to do the exercises more? So that changed into a thought, which is 
do the exercises that we give you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> trust us and do the exercises. I can't say this enough. I have tons of exercises in my books and in my training manuals and just doing one a day and trusting that people like us have done this work before and we continue to do this work and the exercises that we create for you work. They really do get you unstuck. So trust it. I trusted my teachers and I did the exercises that they taught me over and over and over again until I integrated their work to a cellular level. And then I built my own work. So it's that trust with the teacher that what they're delivering really will change your life when you apply the work to your life. So do the exercises. It's important. It's really important. And it's just like any other spiritual practice, meditation, yoga, tai chi, whatever, that it is a practice and it is a daily practice. And it's so important. It's so important to do that on a regular basis. If you just randomly went into a yoga class once every six weeks, that's not a practice. It's, it's a beginning if you stick with it, but building the practice and staying with the practice and, and even like meditation, it's not something every day that you may it's difficult and challenging to do, but once you do it, you know, and then it's a practice and then it's a habit and then it's a practice. So I I really love that. I love everything you just said. Yeah. And opening yourself up to flow with that practice, developing your intuition is what will really get you unstuck. It's trusting yourself with your teacher enough to flow and to feel the flow through your life so that you're inspired to make change. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm a big proponent of intuition and having people know that they have it, create that muscle if they want it and to develop it for really their best to have clarity and to gain trust in their life. So absolutely. Um, Let's share with the listeners um, about your book and where to find it and where to find you and anything that's going on, um, any new workshops or anything going on for you at this time. My book is called On the Other Side, Messages from Spirit for Women, and it is available on Amazon. So you can look up Dr. Pam Denton, or you can go to my website, pamdenton.com, and click on the link and purchase the book. Uh, On the Other Side has all of this information that we talked about today, including how to develop your intuition, uh, the things that we do to sabotage ourselves. It's a very truthful book. And it's driven by all of my experiences that I've had in the past 15 years as a healer. So I collected a lot of the work that I've done and put it into a book that is really driven by spirit. So Amazon, pamdenton.com, you can access this book. Right now I have a, I do have a free channeling call that you can jump onto and experience channeling spirit on your own so that you can open the flow of your spirit above, down, inside out, and into your world and start to make change through stepping into the world of channeled meditation, which is opening up to your spiritual guidance system to guide you to make change. Because I do feel like that that is one of the most powerful ways that we can change our lives is allowing spirit or guidance or intuition to flow through us. So I don't have any big, huge programs right now. However, I teach leadership training for women. This book is about developing your inner leader and listening to your intuition to lead a healthy, prosperous life. So I have one-on-one trainings that you can do with me to develop 
uh, your leadership and get unstuck. I love that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. So as you're listening to the podcast, just know that all those links will be in the show notes. You'll be able to go to them and purchase Pam's book. So Pam, before we close, you're welcome. Before we close, I always like to ask if, and there's probably so many for you, so you might have to think about this, but what was one time in your life that you can truly say that you tapped into your intuition and it either was a, a major shift or there was, you know, it was really like one of those, maybe the first time or like an aha moment? Oh yeah, there are so many. <laughs> Gosh, I have to point to my doctorate going to chiropractic school because I think why this is so huge. I again woke up straight in bed, <laughs> sat up. It's one of my things, my signature item of sitting straight up in bed, 5 a.m. And a voice spoke to me and said, Of course, you should go to chiropractic school. It wasn't even on my radar. So I received it through a dream, which is one of our forms of intuition. And I went immediately. I left my job in Vermont and moved back home to New York and went to New York Chiropractic College. Ended up in a very scientific, physical chiropractic program with a spiritual intention. So I was polarized there. Like I was the spiritual guru woman amongst very physical, medically minded chiropractors and training. And so that was an interesting journey for me. And talk about having to trust your intuition because there were moments when I just wanted to drop out because I wasn't in a program that matched who I was as a human being. So it was such an interesting journey and I really had to trust my intuition. And my intuition was absolutely correct because I needed all of that medical knowledge to navigate the world that I'm in. So Wow, that's it huge. all played out well. Yeah, yeah, and and you listened, so that's that's big. I love that. Yeah, I listened and I stayed and held true to the path. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> well, we could go on forever and ever. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we finally got to connect. And again, I have all the information of Pam's book right here in the show notes. And thank you so much, Pam, for sharing your light with everyone, transforming so many people's lives and holding their hands as they move through being stuck and sabotaged and just being who you are. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tina. It's been awesome. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm always so grateful to all of you. If you liked this episode, I'm really trying to connect with my listeners more this year. I would love to hear from you. Go to Instagram. My Instagram handle is tcon1017 and find me and maybe send me a picture and just say hello and let me know that you like the episode. I'm really trying to connect to my listeners. Sometimes as a podcaster, it's a lonely job and I would love to hear some feedback. So thank you once again and know that you are amazing and you can envision your most brightest and most beautiful 2018. Have a wonderful week. Namaste. Namaste.